Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bull Take Scouting Podcast. Today, we're joined by a special guest, Britton Covey, former wide receiver and kick returner at Utah and current 2022 NFL draft prospect. How are you doing today, Britton? I'm doing well. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, Britton, we're going to hop right into some of these questions. First one that we always like to start off with is when did you start playing football and what made you fall in love with the game? Yeah, well, obviously, my two older brothers roughened me up right toughened me up or, or however you say it. it they they were my idols growing up so they they kind of got me into football but I actually played flag football until eighth grade <laughs> so you know getting away from people in flag football you got to be pretty elusive because it's it's like two-hand touch so I think that actually helped my running ability quite a bit uh, but I always loved football growing up my my older brother played for BYU um, my other brother played basketball in college so just been a part of my life for forever, as I'm sure most people you guys interview. Uh, but yeah, I think what's unique about me is I played flag for a long time. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I think uh, many of the prospects that we've had on before have just started off playing tackle. Was that, uh, I know some states have where you're not really allowed to play tackle until high school. Was that a thing where you were, where you're growing up, or you just played no. flag instead of tackle? Yeah, so I actually... I mean, to make a long story short, I got diagnosed with a blood disease in sixth grade where I couldn't play contact sports. And so I went heavy into golf. Golf was my sport. Um, but I loved football so much, I begged my mom to get me retested, got retested before high school. And I sure enough didn't have the, you know, it was a, fault, a wrong diagnosis. Um, so I don't have it and I could start playing contact sports again. But that's a big reason why I stuck with flag football. Yeah, I mean, that, that must have felt good to find out that you didn't right. have it. Right, yeah, um, no, it did. Do you have a favorite memory from your football career? Ooh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Pac-12 championship this last year was pretty, mm -hmm. was pretty great. I loved that. Just I have been in two Pac-12 championships before that and lost, and I was injured in both of those. Uh, so it was – it was pretty tough, not, you know, terribly injured, but I, you know, they just said it's not worth it. Wait till next season. And so I, I was excited to finally play in one a full game and, and winning that was kind of, you know, capping off everything. Then going to the Rose Bowl, we lost, which I'm still sour about, but it was, it was a great game. And uh, really my whole career is, has been exciting for me and I've loved something, the ups and downs of it all. And to end it like that was awesome. I'm yeah, sure that's a great. And in the Rose Bowl, you had a really terrific return touchdown. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. I, Our coaches were by far the most stingy in the country on when you can and can't return a kick. So mm -hmm. I, I have the least amount of kick return, um, like, opportunities because if it, unless it's, you know, three yards out of the end zone, they won't let me take it. But uh, my average was always the highest. And so anytime we, we went to sea level and the ball wouldn't travel as far, I got excited because I'd get a few more opportunities. That's really interesting. And now we're going to retrace your football journey, which is honestly pretty unique. You started off as a really prolific quarterback in high school, making you a three-star recruit. But I think teams knew that at 5'8", you weren't going to be a quarterback in college. So how did teams approach you in the recruiting process yeah. without really knowing where they'd be placing you at the next level? Right. Well, I mean, there have been countless guys that you know of, you know, the kind of household names now that played quarterback in high school and even college and then transition in the NFL or transition in college. I just think in high school, 
you put your best athlete at quarterback as a general rule. And so yeah. I played receiver my sophomore year of high school, won a state championship, and then switched to quarterback my junior and senior year, won a couple more. Um, but it was just kind of that principle. Like you just put your athlete there, you know, whatever happens. And, and so the coaches knew that I had played receiver throughout my life growing up and that I would transition pretty quickly because I had already played it. But I still got to throw some passes in college. I was even our backup quarterback during COVID year uh, because, you know, a couple of our quarterbacks had COVID. So I was ready to, to go in there and run a two-minute drill, all 5'8 of me. <laughs> nice. And so what made you pick uh, Utah over your other offers, BYU and Utah State? Yeah. Uh, they have a history of playing um, kind of, quote-unquote, undersized guys. You know, I think that being 5'8", you have to – I've never seen my size as a disadvantage. I know some people do, uh, but everyone who's ever seen my size as a disadvantage, you know, I've, I feel like I've been able to prove them wrong. And so I needed a coaching staff that really saw my size as an advantage, you know, as a slot receiver, as a return man, uh, you can do certain things that other people can't. And so I felt that a lot from Utah that they were going to use me and, you know, disregard any negative feelings about being undersized. Yeah, I think, um, you know, sometimes you said people look at size as, as a disadvantage, but if you look at a lot of the really fast, really quick guys in the NFL, a lot of them are shorter in stature, and it really seems right. they have a low center of gravity. They can change uh, direction really quickly. So I, I really find it interesting that, you know, you mentioned Utah doesn't really look at your size as a disadvantage, and I think that's great right. for any quote-unquote undersized athlete. Right. Well, and I even – when it comes to things that you think you'd need more size, I always graded out as the highest grading graded blocking receiver mm -hmm. because it's more about intelligence than it is size. You know, blocking isn't about being the strongest. It's about being smart angles, body position, knowing how to, you know, knowing what coverage they're in, where they don't want to get beat, things like that, um, that I kind of realized, you know, that's going to be the way I, I thrive is by using those things to my advantage. Yeah, so after your freshman season, which was, you know, really prolific season, you opted uh, to serve a mission for your church. And, you know, what went into that decision to decide to step away from football for two years, go serve the mission, and then obviously end up coming back? Right. Yeah, so a lot of people have heard of, like, the Mormons, right? The Church of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mormon, and... The, um, I chose to step away for two years and and uh, serve a mission in Chile. So I learned Spanish, you know, got to go out and help people and serve and uh, teach the gospel and things like that. And um, it was great. And I, and I think that the reason why I chose to do it was because football can change in a heartbeat, right? You yeah. can tear your ACL and all of a sudden your career's over or whatever it is. And so you just never want to put all of your eggs in that basket, right, of just football. You want to, you know, build yourself in other areas as well. And so I, I chose to do it. And I actually became a better player because of it. You know, you mature a lot. You, you, under, you get to know about discipline and work ethic and leadership skills, whatever that is. And so it helped me a ton uh, coming back. And I learned how to play football, real football, right, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely seems like it did help you. And you talked about how football can go away with ACL tears as an example. Yep. And you did suffer a torn ACL in a 2018 Pac-12 championship game. And unfortunately, had to redshirt 
four games into the following season as it became aggravated again. How did going through that whole time period really harden you as a football player and what, what allowed you to overcome it? Yeah, so the ACL has been my only major injury in my career. I've never really missed games for other things, um, just the ACL when it would flare up in it. I got back in about five months, you know, from the Pac-12 championship to the first game of the next season. But as I played the first four games, I just realized, you know, it would be the size of a cantaloupe when we'd get off the flight. It was just huge. And and I realized, you know, I better just wait. And that was a re- that was a really hard decision because you just want to play the competitor yeah. in you. But I realized, you know, I'm just not the same player. I'm about 75%. And so I waited to come back. And then it was frustrating because the next year was COVID. And I was like, gosh, am I ever going to play again? You know, I only got to play three games that season because our first two got canceled. Yeah. Um, anyways, it uh, just was a long journey, but it was all worth it in the end. Um, and my knee is stronger now. You know, I, I feel like lots of people say that, but it's true. You, you learn the right mechanics and it, and it gets stronger. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now, I mean, here you are, you've declared for the NFL draft. And we've heard a lot of analysts say that what makes your draft profile really intriguing is your return ability. And now I just wanted to hear a little bit about that side of you as a football player being a return specialist from your development over the years and how you navigate the chaos on the field of when you're catching the ball, everyone's coming at you and making the right decisions. Just take us a little bit through both the development and in the moment. Right. Well, I think that everyone is born with a little bit of God-given ability of running with the ball. Well, born mm-hmm. with it, or you develop it at a young age. You know, you, it's hard to teach someone how to run with the ball. That's why coaches very rarely try to do it. It's like vision and things like that is natural. But where I feel like I excelled in the return game was there's such an art to returning. It's such mm-hmm. a craft. You know, there are where your eyes are the first 1.5 seconds of a punt return. Then the next two seconds is the ball before the ball reaches its peak. And then from the peak down to where you catch it, where are your eyes? Where do you load your feet? You know, how much weight do you put on one foot or another? Where do you catch it in the crease so that you don't? There's just such an art to it that I feel like, you know, I really worked hard at um, to, to kind of master. And, and uh, whereas I feel like most of the time people are like, oh, it's so scary. And you're just running away, running to where you see. It's so much more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. It's There's an art to it, that, you know. And so uh, I really feel like I excelled in that. I didn't get many kick return opportunities. But when I did, you know, I, I was top couple in the country in return average. Um, so I wish I had more opportunities as a kick returner, like you saw in the Rose Bowl, right? Um, but I always was top in the country in punt returns. Uh, so that was just something that I really new because at Utah, we don't use the slot a ton. You know, we're such a tight end heavy offense mm-hmm. that I wasn't in every single package. Um, you know, sometimes I wish I could have been at a Washington state and just have hundred yard games left and right. But I prefer to be at Utah. You know, we won more games, even though I wasn't, you know, always the focal point of the offense. I still, you know, had 184 catches and over 4,000 career, um, all-purpose yards and things like that. So I still got a chance, but I definitely focused on returns at times because of it. Yeah, so, I mean, based on what you just told us, it really seems that you've mastered the art of, you know, what to do before you catch the ball in a punt return or a kick return. What would you say are some other strengths uh, to your game? Yeah. Well, I alluded to it earlier. 
I'd say my intelligence is one of my main ones. Um, I've always seen the game as a quarterback, as just coming, being a quarterback in high school, you know, and calling my own plays in high school at the line, you know, that was kind of our system. I've always been able to see the game as a quarterback and it's kind of opened up the playbook for my quarterbacks when they realize, Oh, Covey, I can trust him, you know, to, you know, we can have option routes, you know, and, and not be so rigid. So my intelligence, I think, obviously my quickness, um, my lateral quickness. And then I think that a lot of times people see I'm smaller or undersized and they think that they're going to, you know, you know, beat me up, I guess. But I have always prided myself on toughness. You know, I've like I said, I've never really missed games other than my ACL, really, um, because I, you know, I. You know, maybe it's cocky, but I like to say I'm tough, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think those are some great qualities to have for both a return man and a, a slot sure. receiver. Uh, but, you know, all good players know that there's things to their game that need to work on. What are some things that you're planning on working on this offseason in the build up to the NFL draft? Yeah, well, I think one of the main things is uh, how the NFL uses the slot. Uh, I know I can do it uh, because I've been able to whenever I've been given the opportunity, but, you know, I, I never played 60 snaps in a game, uh, like the slots do in the NFL. Right. And so, uh, just getting into one of those styles of offenses, uh, obviously I think one area that I am trying to improve on right now is just my overall strength, uh, just because those guys are a lot bigger in the NFL and you gotta be durable. And so that's what I've been really working on. Um, but it's never been too much of an issue for me, right? It's just those guys are pretty big over there. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I'd say those are the main things that I've really been focusing on, watching a lot of film of NFL offenses and realizing, okay, how are they different from what I've done in my career? How can I apply myself there? Have you talked to, to NFL coaches and scouts, and have they given you feedback on what they anticipate your role being on their team if they were to draft you? Yeah, I, I have. I, I mean, that those conversations happen more in a month from now, I'd say yeah. after pro days, but they have talked to my agent. And uh, obviously my one of my main things is a return specialist. And, you know, I don't I don't expect myself being the number one receiver on a team. I'm not you know, I, I don't think I will be, I, you know, even the number two receiver. But I, I know for a fact that I can be a number th three receiver on a team. Mm -hmm and a specialized receiver. You know, I've trained with guys who are number two receivers in the NFL. And um, I personally feel like I can do what they do, you know? And so I, if I'm the number one return specialist and the number three receiver, I feel like that's my role. And, and I understand that. Um, and yeah, there's, there's positions all over, you know, there's the Cole Beasley's of the world. There's the Hunter Renfro's, Braxton Berrios. Guys like that are kind of my comps. I'm sure you guys are going to ask about that. But Yeah, I mean, I, th I think Braxton Berrios is a, a pretty good one. He's come on really strong after For getting sure. set. Yeah, he, I mean, he got he got overlooked a little bit earlier in his career, but now he's really one of the focal points of that Jets team. So mm -hmm. definitely makes a lot of sense to compare you to him. And so, uh, I mean, you still had an extra year of eligibility, which is pretty surprising looking at how you started your college right. career in 2015, but you know, with COVID and the redshirt and all that, that was the case. So what made you decide, you know what, it's finally time to right. make the leap to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just kind of that idea that I'm content with my career. I was mm -hmm. really young when I started back, 
back then. I was just turned 18. Um, so I, you know, I'm 24 now, uh, ready to go out. This draft class that's leaving with me, you know, Devin Lloyd, Nephi Sewell, all these guys have been some of my best friends. And we kind of just said as a, as a class, you know, we're ready to, to go out. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about your uh, NFL future a little bit. What was it like the first time that you realized you were being considered an NFL prospect? Uh, honestly, from some of my first games, I'd say against Washington and, and uh, when I played Michigan, some of these places where, you know, a lot of their DBs were being highly touted as, you know, second rounders, third rounders, you know, they've got – and I would – you know, route them up. I felt, you know, I always knew as a returner, I'd get looks, but I would always say, you know, I, as a receiver, I, I can do this. I mean, the guys I went against in practice, I've gone against seven starting defensive backs who are in the league now from the university of Utah who have started at one point or another. And I was able to ease, you know, definitely hold my own against them. And so that gave me the confidence that I can, you know, and they'll tell me that. And, and that, you know, it's nice to hear that because you never know what's going to happen, right? I don't. Um, but, you know, when you hear Julian Blackman or Jalen Johnson or Terrell Burgess, Javelin Gidry, Josh Nurse, right, Marcus Williams, all these guys that I played with tell me, like, you're you're just as good, if not better, than slots that I see. That gives me some confidence that I can do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, getting confidence is definitely a huge key, and it really seems like you have that confidence – um, in yourself. So now let's hop into a couple of our f more fun questions. So you yeah. mentioned a few already. Do you have any NFL role models? Yeah, I would say uh, Julian Edelman was probably my main one from the beginning. Quarterback, right? Switch to receiver. Just a technician. Love how he plays. Um, and then Hunter Renfro is one of them because he's just a crafty dude. I don't think he's the biggest athlete, but people don't take him seriously because of it. And he just, you know, kills people. He's a technician. I love it. I say those are my main two at the moment. Um, and then Cole Beasley, I just love watching his releases. And those are the guys that kind of the NFL GMs compare or the scouts compare me to. I think, I think that's definitely good inspiration for, for trying to absolutely. Yeah. For, for trying to be like them, craft your game, learn, learn what you can right. from them. And that's and the thing is like, when I talk about that, I'm not saying I'm not comparing myself to them. I haven't done that yet, but I just, yeah. you know, admire their games. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And so who, who would you say are, are a couple of the best players that you've played against in your college career? Played against. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were on my own team in practice, but mm -hmm. I, Byron Murphy was a good corner that I went against at Washington. I, I always felt like Washington produced a lot of good DBs oh, yeah. um, that I played against, uh, like, you know, the Buda Bakers, the world and stuff. Um, so my freshman year, I actually played against Jabril Peppers, who was a good player in college, um, you know, back in the day. Makes me look old. I'm only 24, guys. <laughs> but uh, th he was good. Um, yeah, I, I would say those are some of the guys. This um, McKinley, or what's his name? The DB for Oregon right now, McKinley. Yeah, Veron McKinley? Yeah, he's good. Veron McKinley, he's he's a good player too. But I'd say most of the Washington DBs are, are some of the best players I've played against. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. And they've got a couple of cornerbacks that are projected to go really high in this draft too. So it definitely yep. lines up. Trent and so now, exactly. 
yeah, to, to close out, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received from a coach or teammate at really any point in your football yeah. career? Well, I honestly, the best piece of advice was actually from my grandpa. Um, he, he, I quote him all the time. He basically said, focus on strengths, build on strengths, and then organize to make weaknesses become irrelevant. And that's kind of been the motto of my football career is, yeah, I get that I'm small. I've been told that my whole life, but also like I'm way quicker than the guy that you're saying is bigger than me, you know? And, and so I'm not going to spend all of my effort getting stronger because I'm still not going to be special in that area. I'm spending all my effort on routes because that's where I am special and, you know, things like that. So that's, that's my quote. And that's my advice for anyone in life. It's just, you have unique abilities. You are special focus on that and you organize to make the weaknesses become irrelevant. You don't forget about the weaknesses. You work on them still, but focus more on your strengths. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, you mentioned it for life and for anywhere else, but you can also connect that to scouting a little bit. We see so many times scouts focus on, oh, this player isn't great at this. This player has these weaknesses. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, scouts almost forget about the strengths. And I think you really – really brought that to a head and, you know, made a great point about, you know, obviously the strengths are your most important things. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, you can't control your weaknesses. So focus on those strengths and really build them up. Totally. Love it. And, you know, uh, thanks for coming on. That wraps up our interview. Um, We'll definitely be looking out for you uh, this off season and the build up to the draft. Um, And we'll definitely be interested to see uh, how your career unfolds. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, especially in the East Coast, don't probably know who I am. So I'm putting out a highlight film in the next couple of days, and hopefully some guys, you know, give it a look to see, you know, the type of route runner I am more than just, oh, he's, you know, he's a good returner. It's, you can do more than that. And so we'll see. Yeah, we'll be sure to uh, put that up on our Instagram stories and uh, <laughs> oh, give, you a, nice. give you a shout out there. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Awesome. Again, thanks everyone for listening. Um, We'll be back with another episode soon.